Eloise Melibnos. It's I'm, a me. I'm glad you understand that reference. No, 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 Melibnos not here. I've been I've been trying to figure this out because um, I want to I want to open this the right way, but um, hey, welcome to Wild Card Now. I'm Nick, your host, I, and that's about all I got. I tried to do a while and out open. Why? I thought it was a good pun. I've been trying to think of puns. Okay. Haven't thought of many good ones, but you don't like it. And that's okay. I mean. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm not saying I do like it. I'm just confused. That's how most people in my in my life live theirs. Confused mm. with me. Um, I think we should start kind of right off the top that um, the Dolans are now hated in Ohio as well. Oh. What'd they do? The Francisco Lindor trade. Ah. So, for those of you that don't know, um, the Indians traded with Uncle Stevie, Stevie Bomb, um, Cohen Bomb, Cohen Nuke, whatever we're calling it, that he has now acquired not only Francisco Lindor, but also Carlos Carrasco um, for a couple hot dogs and a bag of balls. Um, well, I mean, you don't know that, but... <laughs> Bless them. You don't. You don't know that that they're hot dogs in a bag of balls. But <laughs> to if I'm Carlos Carrasco, I'm feeling so disrespected because they tossed him in there in that trade like he was a Triple A player. He's a, he was literally a former All Star. That's that's fair. That's fair. Now I know you're know, also going to a team that's going to treat him like. Uh, uh, starter uh, a third man in the rotation guy yeah but that's because uh literally anybody that they brought in and i mean anybody is not going to be as good as their number one when he's healthy nobody's going to be able to stack i up would against... say they're number one and their number two yeah yeah oh where where do you rank them and what's your ranking then one and two uh degrom and then stroman okay so okay. so let's just i'm thinking about this now right so this team now is going to have DeGrom, Stroman, Syndergaard. Yeah, see, Carrasco. I kind of had, I kind of had, um, Syndergaard as my number two because when he's healthy, he's absolutely unreal. I mean, I, I can make the same argument for Stroman. That's valid. That's valid. But th- that's also <coughs> this is also so, a compliment to the Mets and their bullpen right now. True. So so that's three, and then you're going to have Carrasco now. You have Steven Matz there, who, who has been a starter. You have David Peterson. If they get Trevor Bauer. I was like, going to say, yeah, because that's still on the board, actually. It is, and, and it's one of those things now where it's like you also look at their bullpen. It's not great. I'm going to be the first to admit that. It's Trevor May, Familia, Dylan Patances, which is a crapshoot, Brad Brock. Yep. And Edwin Diaz. But, you know, then you go to their lineup, and it's James McCann's the catcher, Dominic Smith's at first, 
Pete Alonzo's there. Um, no, Pete Alonzo at first. I don't know why he's second on the step chart. Um, <clears throat> probably Rosario at second. Um, Blindor at short. J.D. Davis at third. McNeil in left. Nimmo in center. Conforto in right. Like, that is... Yeah, there was it's, honestly right now. It's a shame that Robinson Cano suspended. Well, it's a shame because that lineup with Cano would just be. I I don't see an out. Don't honestly. you know? I don't see an out. That's I very, don't see an easy accurate. out. No, it's, it's it's totally accurate. And for me, it's. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to just like wrap my head around this. The lack of salary cap. It's fantastic for big market teams. Uh, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Even though some of them don't take advantage of it. Like, I would consider this offseason a huge, huge disappointment if the Yankees don't retain DJ LeMahieu. Uh, yes. Because he was one of their better hitters i mean he was in the um he was in the al mvp race so he's one of those guys where he deserves the bag um at least for a few years i don't know baseball's so arbitrary without a like a cap structure that mm-hmm. it's it's tough to put into words because every team is technically available for every guy but this is a uh, this is the beginning of stevie cohen with his Thanos glove, he's just starting to put put little put little chips in him. He's getting them ready. Yeah, upgrading yeah. the bullpen, I, I, upgrading the infield, and I saw this guy on Twitter get absolutely ratioed, deservedly so. He was in all capital letters, and he was like livid that they got Lindor. He was like, "We already have a shortstop. Like, what the hell are you doing?" And he just got worked, 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 worked. Deservedly so. Lindor's amazing. Um, a lot of people that don't watch baseball don't know a lot about him because he's on the Indians. And the last time he was on a huge stage was in 2016. So um, it seems that the by adding Carrasco in, it's almost like the Indians are saying they're ready to tank. Um, and if I'm Jose Ramirez, I'm out of there. I'm not. I'm out of there ASAP. I mean, but is it fair that they're ready to tank? I mean, let's be perfectly honest. Like, that division's not great, right? It's got Minnesota and Chicago, and they're, you know, there. They're around. I would say that Chicago is going to be interesting this year with La Russa managing it. I was going to say, I've got them winning that division this season. See, but it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know how much stock I'm going to put into La Russa managing them. Because, yeah, they should win the division this year, but it's one of those things where it's like, do they end up taking a step back because of who they hired? Is this like a Bobby Valentine 2.0 situation? Oh, my God. You want to talk about it, like what, what Bobby Valentine was there for beer and chicken wings, right? Yes. No, okay. he was he was there the year after beer and chicken wings. So you're saying that was still under Francona's watch? Yeah, that was Francona's last year. Oh man, I didn't know that. Okay. You want to talk about a guy that's done wonders for his reputation? It's Terry Francona. Oh, his Frank, his Frank, his reputation was fine. Well. I'm just saying. I, I he, think he, I think he took it from fine and even increased it, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I just think that there was, you know, the Red Sox don't ever have a clean break with someone. They always have to have a smear campaign because they're petty and they're annoying. 
Yeah, and I mean, you you've been you've been kind of up to that a lot more than I have. Is it does the like local media do any part to that? Are they like a do they really throw gas on a fire that shouldn't that doesn't need gas to? Do I would that? I would say that it's more of a they're the mouthpiece for the the people that do the that do the the. The smear campaign are really the mouthpiece for the uh, for ownership. Ah, uh, when they need to be. Okay, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. I mean, this we've got so many freaking topics that we can cover today. I am excited because we are it's stacked. We can literally go anywhere. We can start with anything. So, what is on your brain? Because I'm I'm frankly excited. Um. What is on my brain to, besides me contemplating deleting Twitter? <laughs> oh, well, 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 well. Um, <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, um, uh, let's just jump into the into, into football. I mean, which know, one? Let's jump into the NFL, and then and then we can we can talk about how embarrassing Notre Dame is later. Yeah, no, that's fine with me. Um, I'm very excited for. Um, I'm actually, it's it's very odd that I'm excited for Saints Bears. I should not be. It's most likely going to be a boat race, but I am excited for it. Um. Ooh, interesting. Because I'm in a different boat than you are. Well, I'm excited for every game. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I I'm love wild card weekend. I don't think that that's going to be a boat race. Okay, so you think that uh, that the Bears are going to get up for it? Uh, I don't know that the Bears are going to get up for it. I just I, here's here's what I'm kind of going with right now, and and people can take this one way or another. This is how I'm taking it. Um, last year, in the wild card games, the under went four and zero on Saturday. No, last year, both wild in, in all the wild card games. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we added. We added. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. So last year in the wild card games, the under went four and zero. I legitimately can see a way that it's five and two. I do not like that. Do not. That's four and two. I'm sorry, four and two. I can't count, but four and two. Is Michael Thomas still out? Because Most like, likely, yes. I, there's got to be something to be said. Like, does he just hate Drew Brees? No, I think he hates the Saints. Well, I think he, I think he actively wants to leave the Saints. I mean, Brees I is going to be I there think, until he's dead, or until well, Brees is Brees is going to retire at the end of the year. See, and I've seen a lot of those rumors, but I'd be if they were to get knocked out in the first round, he's got I, a I nice. Truly he's don't got think. a nice. Uh, seven eight figure salary with uh nbc yeah and that's for whenever he retires that's just it's not true. uh i just i think that the injury this year might have might have put him over the top if that if the rumors are this loud about it i think i think the injury this year put it over the top i don't know if i can i mean obviously you have to believe it but like 11 ribs was that with the number that's got to be over I think half that was of a them. joke okay i don't think there's that are there that many ribs in your body oh shit yeah are there I think there's like 16 or 19. Huh. Google it. Figure it out. <clears throat> Over, under 16 and a half. 
Wow. Humans have 24. Boom. Even I was low with a 19. Oh. All right, never mind. Well, because a lot of them are, like, small. It's true. Well, I guess I'm not a doctor. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, Speaking of fake doctors, did you see that that meme kid got arrested again? The meme kid? Yeah, so there's this, um... Uh, have you ever seen the fake doctor memes? He got caught in Florida like four or five years ago impersonating a doctor and just giving people advice and they were paying him. Yes. And he did it again. It happened two weeks ago. He got arrested again for the exact same thing. Fake doctoring. I'm looking at this now. The kid's hilarious. I mean, the memes are phenomenal. But for those of you that don't know, taking like, over ten thousand dollars that belong to a company. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, he continues to finesse and finesse. I respect the hustle. Oh my god! He did it again. The only person that's better at finessing others. Oh, I don't know, Antonio Brown, maybe. No, also, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown just has a love relationship with. Uh, we we need to <coughs> we need to break this down. What has to happen in like Brady's brain to be like I love this guy so much that I'm gonna give him the ball three times in a minute and a half just so that he can get five hundred thousand. I mean, does uh does AB owe him rent money? Well, I think so. Is this like a mob scenario? He has to. He has to, he has to owe him rent money. He has to say, oh, rent's due. There you go. Like, AB's not going to see a dime of that, but he's going to pay a quarter of a million dollars just went in my pocket. Thank you. Yeah. I, and I think it was half. I thought it was a quarter of a million. Either way, I mean, it's... A, it's a lot. I, I'm not scoffing at any of it, so... True. <clears throat> very, very true. But, yes, I, I, so going back to the games this weekend, I can see a scenario where all... Where every game actually can the under hits. Uh, yeah. What What do you? Let's see here. Because... I'll run through it. I'll run through it. Colts Bills. Um, to me, the way you beat the Bills is the same way that you got to try to beat the Chiefs, and that is to not have the ball in the offense's hands. Yeah. So the Colts have a really good running attack, and that's been showing the last couple of weeks. The Bills' run defense has not been great. Um, so the key for the Bills has to be to stop the run. Um, and I, the Colts, you know, and, and similarly for the Colts, their pass defense is much better than their run defense, and the Bills can't run the ball, right? Josh Allen can run the ball, but the rest of the Bills cannot. So to me, it's one of those things where it's, you know, if if the Colts can control the clock and really force their will, I think they'll be in great shape. Yeah, I agree that it's going to really help them out. But the fact that even the Jaguars were putting up a decent, like, the, the fact that the Jaguars were able to not just score double, they were able to get two whole touchdowns means that their defense is porous enough that Josh Allen doesn't need to run it. So True, but but it's one of those things where it's like, who have the Bills played that's been a good defense lately? Right? Miami's not great defensively. They got hurt at the end of the year, and they haven't been good. Same with the Patriots. The Broncos' defense has not been good all year long. The Steelers' defense got hurt the week before. 
the 49ers defense isn't good and the Chargers defense is not good. You're you're making uh, I, I and that's totally been their bye week and they've been undefeated since their bye week. So it's and and in every single game that I just mentioned, they have not had a person rush for over 80 yards. Yeah, because they haven't they haven't wanted to. That's just not part of their scheme anymore. I don't think they're they're the they're the opposite of a lot of a lot of these teams to where they're just gonna they're they're perfectly fine airing it out. Yeah, it, but it's one of those things where it's like now they play a defense that is really good against the pass. And I don't think any of the prior defenses that they've played, with the exception of maybe Pittsburgh, has been really good against the pass. Well, and Pittsburgh healthy is very good against the pass, but I don't think that they were necessarily fully healthy when they played each other. That's that's what I mean. So it's so it's like now they're facing a defense that is healthier than any defense that they've played in the last, you know, six weeks. Mm-hmm. So I have real concerns about that about about the Bills. So to me, the under fifty one is is pretty good to me. It's very high for this game, and a lot of people are going to um, – heavy money is going to come in on the over because of Josh Allen, and I get it. I, if heavy want... money is going to come in on the over and the Bills spread because of the way that the Bills are. Yeah, and uh, you know what? What is your favorite spread of the weekend? Let's start with that. Um, how about this? Favorite one of Saturday, and then we can move into Sunday. Washington football team plus 8.5. Okay, I, I, and I'm looking at it plus 9, so – Washington football team plus whatever the number is. Anything anything above a touchdown, Washington football team. Because this is gonna be this is gonna be a low scoring this is gonna be under forty four and a half. This, this is gonna be an ugly game. Yeah, and I've got this I've actually, you know, I've got the Seahawks. I think three and a half is a steal, even though Goff's coming back. I don't care. I I, know I don't a, even know if Goff's gonna be effective, to be honest with you. I know it's a division rival. I don't care. Seahawks don't, are healthy, they're ready to rock. You know what I mean? Like we don't even know if that if they're going to be effective. They might not be, which is why I think three and a half is so small. Yeah, it's it's minuscule. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I love the Ravens spread. I think it could be seven and a half, and I'm still taking it. Uh, the way that the Titans played last week, they won. It's the Ravens ever since that win on Monday night against the Browns. They've been on another level since they got healthy. Now they're back at full strength. Those boys are on a totally different level of football, and nobody's paying attention to them because Patrick Mahomes is there too. So I love the Ravens here. I could easily see the Ravens making the AFC Championship too um, and playing the Chiefs. But it's, it, yeah, I think three and a half is so small. So small. I, um, I agree with this. Um I think my only issue is uh, how is the Ravens' defense going to do against the run? You're right, and they're going to do poor. They are going to do poorly against the run because everybody does poorly against Derrick Henry. Right. So, so to me, this seems like another situation where we look at in a very similar criteria to um, Bill's Colts and say 54 is a fat number for two teams that can run the ball especially well. Now, the Titans' pass defense is a lot worse than their run defense. But if if the Titans can run the ball effectively and just drain the hell out of that clock, 54.5 might be a good number for everybody. 
you're exactly right that they're able to. And I hate that I'm doing this. I hate that I'm doing this. I I hate you too for it. I get it. Um, but I love. I I know that the Titans' defense, or sorry, not the Titans' defense. I know that the Titans' run is going to do work. And you're exactly right. The time of possession is key. And even I I think the scales would have to tip it like. The Titans hold the ball for 60% of the game. I think that's how lopsided it would have to be. Because I could see the Ravens, you know, I could see a stat coming out of this game saying they're going to punt three or less times. And I, I would believe it. Because I think that they're going to be able to, uh, not even necessarily their passing, because Hollywood Brown is so overrated. Um, but he was able to do work last week because it's the Bengals. I mean, come yep. on. Come on. So people are like, oh, he's back, he's back. Okay. Well, Alabama might do well against the Bengals. I don't know. So I'm not using that as a litmus test, but we'll see. I think it's going to be a run-heavy game. And in that case in point, I totally agree with you in the under. My point was just that I love the Ravens spread. I do. I I can make a case for both, so it's one of those things where it's like I'm going to be focused on the total more than the spread. If I because if I can make a case for both, I'm staying away. Well, that's because you're smart. We're not we're not typically smart on this program. I don't know what you're doing. I, I've here. been trying to get smarter. I'm ice cold. How ice dare cold. you? Oh, uh, you know I'm who's ice cold? You know who's not ice cold? Ice tea. I mean that was that was disgusting. I should I should cut your mic for that right there. Um, but no, let me let me give you a hint. The die. The die. Nine and three, bitch. <laughs> what uh, have you like? How? Why haven't you texted me this? Like I I you tweeted. Can text, I, I, you can text both Bookie Greg and I, and we can figure it. And we can you know tag along with the die. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm texting Greg and not you. <laughs> No, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not. Maybe I should, though. Um, no, I'm just tweeting them out. I'm tweeting them out because I love everybody. So, 9-3, and three, they went. Um, I do. I only do, you know, two two games per day. I don't want to overload the die. It's a lot of work for the die. You know, he, he has a family. So, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, I will be doing both of the... You know, I'll be picking a wild card game Saturday and a wild. You know what? Well, let's do that right now. Let me write this down. What's what are a uh, and we're not picking my game for the die. By the way, not letting the die do that. Oh, I was hoping the die would get help me there. All right, I vote. Uh, you want to do one on Saturday and one on Sunday, or do yes, you not care when these are? Um, one Saturday, one Sunday. Unless unless you convince me, because it sounds like you got something in mind. Convince me. I was thinking Rams Seahawks. Okay. And Ravens Titans. If you're making me do one on separate days, if you're making me do the same day, Bills uh, Bills Colts. I love the Rams Seahawks. Um, I know you love the Ravens spread. I just I want to see what the die says. No, that's fine, and and I can it, and I can tell you, uh, I I will, I will happily do that. Um, because the Ravens losing would make me happy. Yeah. And Derrick Henry's a baller. So seeing him do well, I'm not mad about at all. Okay. That's fair. What was I going to go? 
because I had something. Else. Oh, mm. oh, Tom Brady one and three against NFC beast teams in the playoffs. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, no. Two of them are against the Giants in the Super Bowl. And none of them are against the Washington football team, so we're going to move on. Are any of them against the Redskins? They're the Washington football team. Put a quarter in the jar. And no. <laughs> the douchebag jar? Did you ever mm-hmm. watch New Girl? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yep. Yep. Jar! Jar! Put it in the jar. Let's go. Did I send you the, the white man meme? No, I don't think so. Yesterday? Okay. All right. I'll send it to you later. Um... Okay, well then, I want to see what your brain is saying about Rams-Seahawks before I let the die decide Saturday morning. Seahawks minus 3.5, under 42.5. Okay. Sounds good. And you know what's really funny is that the, the die were 5-3 and three in bowl games, even though, um, even though I didn't know who was home and who was away. I just based them off the underdog, and it worked out. <laughs> and then, and then he went on a four and zero streak last weekend in the NFL. So, hey, you know what? That's why we love the die. Yeah, we we do, and it's all thanks to you. So. Hashtag trust the die. TTD, bitch. Um, bear. We've we've already kind of talked about Bear Saints. Now we can get to um, the Brown Steelers. I truly don't know what to do. Truly don't know what to do. Um, I like the under. I do. I do, I do too. I do too. I do too. I, I don't know what I'm expecting out of this Browns offense. Um, I saw that the Browns defense did pick up a, uh, their starter, but they lost a backup, I think. Well, they picked up literally their worst defensive starter. Literally oh, okay. their worst. Okay. And, in fact, I was happy when, uh, when Sadeo was out. So, okay. well, th- that doesn't say much. Now, the over-under is, I've got it at 46.5. I don't know what you have it at. Uh, I have it at 47.5. That's the, like, under 50 seems low. Because if this turns ugly real quick, the Steelers are going to just absolutely pour it on. Um, I don't agree with that. They're not going to take a break in a playoff game. I just don't feel... Well, the Steelers have given me nothing in the last six weeks that make me think that they're going to get that, to do that, that they're capable of doing that, right? Their defense is hurt. Um, their offense looks meek at best. Um, they looked like they figured it out in the Colts game in the second half, and then they didn't play them at all in the in the Browns game. Um. So, to me, to me, this comes down very simply to if this is the Steeler team that still can't run the ball, that still has issues in the passing game, um, and the self-inflicting Steelers, um, I'm taking the Browns. I love you for that. You can um, hate me all you want. That's it, fine. I'm just... It's. This I feel is like I feel like you difficult. should hate me because I'm taking the Browns. Like I feel like you should do that. No, no, no. It seems like a pander pick, to be honest with you. No, I actually. I, I look. I, I've been putting the Steelers on my upset alert for a while now. 
Um, I thought that they were the weakest undefeated team that we've ever seen. And then they went on to lose four of their last five. Or, yeah, four of their last five. Um, I don't I, – I just – I don't trust them right now. And I'm going with a team that I know can still run the ball effectively, um, doesn't have any uh, issues right now in the receiving core. If that changes, I'll probably change my pick. But um, it, it, as long as the Browns, to me, can run the ball effectively – and utilize um, Baker's mobility, I don't see how they can lose games unless they're in shootouts. And I don't find that the Steelers are capable of putting up a shootout. So that's why I'm taking the Browns. And and I myself, I'm worried for a few reasons here. Um, Chase Claypool's unreal. Let's start with that. Absolutely unreal. Um, He's looking better than Juju right now. I don't know if that'll continue. Um, we shall see. But what I am, what I'm most worried about, and Browns fans should be agreeing with me on this. A couple things: your secondary, weak, weak, weak. Those two guys and Big Ben off of bye. If their offensive line is able to hold Big Ben to give him literally four seconds. He will be able to even just like using checkdowns be able to do work. So that's kind of my mentality on this one. Yeah. Then when it comes to the Browns, I am worried about their offensive line now. Only now. I was not at all during this season, but Jedrick Wills is out. Um, Teller is in, which is great. Because the Browns, I think, are 9-2 and two when he's playing. I mean, something ridiculous record because he's that freaking good. He was their first pro bowler this season. so um, Or first announced, I should say. Um, he's just that unreal. But Jedrick Wills has been great. Um, a little penalty heavy, but he's kind of like Miles Garrett, too, in the sense that he also gets a lot of penalties, but it's worth it, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. That sounds dumb that it's worth getting a penalty, but he's that good and that helpful that it's worth a five-yard penalty once or twice a game. Um, Him being out is bad because he's lining up against Cam Hayward. I believe they're getting TJ Watt back this week also, um, who is the sack leader in the NFL. So this game really rides on that matchup right there. The... Browns offensive line versus the Steelers defensive line. I think it's going to come down to that big, big, big time. Um, I'm not worried about the Browns' weapons necessarily. Having Kaderil Hodge out is all right. Um, I do like him a lot. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm confused. So we'll. we'll I'm I'm just very perplexed. So I'm. There's a lot of things that I want. Uh, the NFL will you know, limp through this season and then they'll have their guys that carry their water for them, tell them how good of a job they did. Um, It seems that they care a whole lot more about, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because they've dealt with the Broncos, they've dealt with the Ravens, and they've dealt with the Browns and even the Titans very differently, and all the situations were different. So I think that's something to start off with. Um... But what I've noticed is that they really care a lot about 
player positives versus player contact tracing. In the, yes. In the sense that they're willing to move something if there are a bunch of positives, but not necessarily move it if it's due to contact tracing. Well, I, I think it's it's more of can they pinpoint that it came from someone inside the building and it's being spread inside the building or if it's being spread outside of the building or if it was picked up outside the building, right? So so that's kind of the difference that I think that we're seeing because what we saw with um, the Titans really was we saw that players were getting it from each other. And what we've been seeing from other teams is either um, an entire quarterback's room wasn't wearing masks or um, players were getting it from each other but through outside of the facility stuff with the Ravens. Um, and I'm not fully fully aware of the details with the Browns, to be honest with you, so I don't know how they've been um, getting it. But it's been a small trickle. It hasn't been like a massive thing. Right, it's been like one person, and then that affects like four other people. But it hasn't been like four people have tested positive; it's affecting fifteen. Right, that's been that's been I think the difference between all everyone else's situation and the um, Titans. Well, and that's um, you, you are you are correct, and you know as or we know as much as the NFL does because they've they've chalked up the Browns to quote community spread, so whether that's between players outside of the facility, but yet they're confident that it's not being spread within the facility. I don't know. Um, the The Browns have not held in-person meetings, you know, even just like film meetings for three weeks now, mm-hmm. um, which is rough. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. They, it's... I don't expect the Browns to make the AFC championship. I don't expect them to like go that far necessarily, but I also hate the built-in excuse. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, "Well, it's a, you know, it's a spin zone." Like, I don't want the spin zone. I don't. So, and of course, I'm happy that we made the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but yes, I mean, I'm incredibly happy, but. uh yeah, this this week has not been not been the the kindest. So, the there was some. Have you ever seen the movie Bubble Boy? No. Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't believe so. Don't believe so. Google it. Okay. Um. While, and while you do that, the the memes of Kevin Stefanski, um, photoshopped onto the Bubble Boy outfit. Perfect. Just incredible. Uh, yes, I would actually enjoy that personally. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I would I would enjoy that. I'll pay for the bubble. I'll pay for it. I don't care. I'm down so much money right now. <laughs> Just in life, not even gambling. I'm doing fine gambling. Because to me, and you know, obviously winning money is a huge perk, but I'm not putting I'm not portnoy. Like I'm not doing like tens of thousands of dollars on a game. So it's not like my financial future is on the line. Mm-hmm. It's entertainment. It's a great form of entertainment. Uh, yes. Yes, I agree with that. Because, like, when I put a dollar down, or even when I put $10 down, like, that's not a lot. Not a no. lot. Especially to what some, like, I just saw somebody put, um, somebody put a thousand, or sorry, no, 
ten thousand dollars money line or no 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 a hundred thousand dollars money line on the Buccaneers and it would only win them 25 but again that seems like free $25,000 right there yeah I agree with that I agree um, this has also seemed to be the week of bulletin board material I don't yes. know why people continue to do this Dabo's so dumb for doing it he's an absolute idiot even before the game people knew that was dumb um, and then Nick Saban's daughter is now a part of it, and he, you, you know, he's got to be livid at that shit. Yes, because that that he he's a very like, and I I hate the comparison, but it happens. It's like the Belichick like stoic, where he'll be like, yeah, you know what, we're 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 going for next week, and you know they've got a great team, and we're going to prepare our best for them, and just political coach speak he's really good at it and yeah, he when is. when he, because he knows he doesn't want to give people bulletin board material like Belichick has never given anybody bulletin board material never but yet no, his family does it's true and then there's another example I was thinking um but I think it was I don't know why I think it was the NFL I don't know. My head hurts from all this thinking. Same. Trust me. Same. But um, like going on to that, it's one of those things for me where it's like, you know, looking back on that on, on those two games, um, I don't think any result in either of those games was going to be surprising to me. Um, I was a, I was a little surprised. But that being said, I, I was a little surprised that Ohio State um, was clearly the better team than Clemson. I thought Clemson was at least going to look a little sharper defensively, and um, they did not. And, and and partially I blame that because of the targeting, tar- unnecessary targeting penalty um, in the previous game for Clemson and this game for Clemson. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I view it because really Ohio State took over the second quarter and – it never got close after that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not necessarily surprised Ohio State won, but I totally agree with you. It's more the margin than anything. Um, yeah. And as we take a look into, hopefully, Monday's game, hopefully, Devontae Smith versus uh, Sean Wade's about to be a blood fest. Blood fest. Uh, yeah. That is easily first off, Sean Wade saying that he wants him. That's dumb. Look, good for Sean Wade, right? Good wow. for Sean Wade for trying to, you know. I I can always appreciate guys like this and like Chase Young who say like they wanna they wanna compete against the best. So at, at least I appreciate that, right? Um that being said, they're gonna get they're gonna he's gonna get hot locked. But that's that's exactly it, because it's to me when you look at it. People, people are like, oh, like Sean Wade's good. He's done this. He's done that. Well, you play Nebraska. You mm-hmm. play Penn State. You play Rutgers. You play Michigan State. Of course he's going to look good. Yeah. And then the one game he has any, well, sorry, Big Ten Championship where we started to see some cracks, didn't completely fold. Clemson, he looked like an absolute lawn chair. So 
thinking that he has a chance against the Heisman winner is literally laughable. Um, and I don't know how Ryan Day is going to fix it. it. You're going to have to have floating safeties over there all day long. Maybe even a floating linebacker favor that side. But, like, I don't know. Because even maybe they should maybe they should be taking a page out of Notre Dame's book because I think Notre Dame did a decent job of it. Yep. Of containing him. Not a great job, but just a decent uh, job. Look, Notre Dame had the game plan, right? They had the game plan of containing him. The issue is that they just don't have the players to execute that. That was the biggest difference that I saw between Alabama and Notre, and Notre Dame is that Notre Dame's game plan was at least solid, right? They understood what they needed to do offensively. They understood what they needed to do uh, defensively. It's just the execution wasn't there. So, so I don't know if that's – it. obviously, that's a recruiting issue. It 10,000%. I don't know. That's definitely, an obviously, a recruiting issue. No. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they didn't get outcoached. That's, that's, that's been the biggest difference this year than last year is that Notre Dame didn't get outcoached. They just got outplayed. Yeah, and I don't know. That Brian Kelly speech didn't sit right with me. I get that he's pissed. Um, because I mean, he can... look, he's been he's ever since that he's been in this job, he's always had that question. And I get yeah. I get both sides of the coin. Right. I get why he's pissed that he's getting asked that question. But you understand. And, and I've asked that question. But, you know, at the same time, he's since he's come to Notre Dame, he's lost. Five bowl games. Out of a possible one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he's, you know. I can't do the math there, but <laughs> wait, he's four and five in bowl games. Does that make sense? Um, yes. Yes. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, he's five and five. Well, what about the, are, are you including Three, BCS in four, that? Five, six, yes. Seven, eight, nine. Oh, he's 10. He has 10 bowl games. And as, as the head coach of Notre Dame, and he's five and five. So, I mean, look, his biggest losses have been in in you know the bigger ish games, right? 2012 BCS national championship or the 2013 yes. BCS national championship game. They were down 20 to nothing in halftime and never made a close after that. Um, the 2016 Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl, which I can't believe that was the name of the bowl at the time. Sensation. They were down 20 to 14 at halftime and it was never close after that. Um, against Ohio State. The Cotton Bowl, they were down 23-3 to at halftime, and they never scored another point after that. Um, and then this one, they were down 21-7 to at halftime. It could have been 21-14 to at halftime, and they just ne- they just didn't do anything in the third quarter, and that's that was their Achilles heel. So, to me, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, it's very valid to ask that question just based on the results alone. The big stepping point for me compared to the last, you know, five tries that the last three tries that they've done this is that at least this time they didn't look out coached. Previously, they absolutely looked out coached. This time they didn't look it. This time they just looked outplayed, and and that at least is a good stepping stone for him in, in, in that situation. Now the biggest issue that they have going into this offseason, who's their quarterback? Which they just picked up Jack Cohen from Wisconsin, which I think is a good pickup. Yeah, we for them we got to talk about that. He's you know he's a he's a veteran guy and he can you know pick up something easily. I think 
what are they going to do on the defensive side of the ball? Because they just lost their defensive coordinator to Vanderbilt, and I think they're losing a good chunk of their defense. Or if not, they're losing their entire offensive line. I do know that. Either they're losing a good chunk of their offense or they're losing a good chunk of their defense. I think it's the I think it's the offense side of the football. Because I think their defense is young and I think they're getting better. Okay. But yes, I, go ahead. I have to go agree ahead. with you about the out coach versus out manned. I think that that's really accurate when in the past it was not. Um, one thing I'm in, and I'm really happy you brought Jack Cohn up because that's exactly where I wanted to go with this. With, is it Jack or Jake? It's Jack. It's Jack. Thank you. Sorry. Um, sorry. He's had a little injury problems. I'm not necessarily worried about that at all. But I mean, I, he's had one injury problem, right? He he played all. But it was a games long. Two years ago. And then this year he broke his foot and he never played a snap for Wisconsin. This year. I mean, quarterbacks don't need feet. Let's get that right. Let's get that straight. <laughs> I mean, it, an NFL quarterback has proven that to be the case this I was year. Say, so. Aaron Rodgers does not use feet. Um, true. MVP. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. I want to know a little bit more because I think that this is a portion of technically recruiting, quote-unquote, mm-hmm that Notre Dame could really exceed at the transfer portal because they get a lot of flack for guys that are coming out of high school and that are going into college and flack's the wrong word, but they have more strenuous and more strict recruiting rules because they actually make their students go to school. Yep. Whereas literally we've seen tweets. I didn't come here to play school. One of the best tweets of all time. At the same time, that does restrict. So, uh, you know, you and I talked outside of the podcast about this, but when Brian Kelly has between the number 10 and the number 18 ranked recruiting class his entire tenure, and he's keeping his team in the top five. Which is impressive. I'm just about to agree with you. Yes, that that actually says something about his coaching and also gives credence to your point earlier. So I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. Do you think that there's any chance that they could be, because we've seen more guys than ever. I mean, what was it? Last season, you had three out of the four guys that were in the Heisman race were all in the transfer portal. And maybe because they won't be at the school that long, and they already have better grades, I would assume, in college, because somebody might be doing their work. I I would assume that the transfer portal could be a way for them to cheat their own system? Um, yes, I think I, you have a point, right? Because, you know, this year they picked up their best wide receiver in the transfer portal from Northwestern. So, yes. Terrible academic school. You have a point. <laughs> so, look, I just don't know how successful or how um aggressive they are in the transfer portal because this isn't like a situation with you know at least college basketball players where you know they're going into the transfer portal every year um and they're just regularly getting guys right like that process takes a year to at least get into full motion right because you get guys one year they have to sit out that year and then they play and it's just you have to keep doing that chart and yep. that chart is very tedious sometimes, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't necessarily know how impactful it is in in, in college football than it is in 
fastball. Um, that being said, the transfer pickup that they picked up is huge for them. And, and the reason why I say that is because Notre Dame's schedule next year is not fun. It's fun for everyone else outside of a Notre Dame fan. Because it's the first game of the year is at Florida State, which is going to be a Florida State team that we still don't know what the hell is, what the hell is going on down there. Well, let's be frank here. They don't know what the hell is going on down there. That's what I mean, right? Like, we just don't know what the hell's going on. There. No, neither does um, Jimbo. Then they play a Toledo team that ha- that finished third in the in the MAC. Yeah, let's well, don't even act like it's going to be a, a fifteen point game. Come on, I'm just I'm just po- I'm just poking the bear. Sure? They got a Purdue team who's going to be at full strength next year. They got a Wisconsin team that has looked at, that looked good at the beginning of the year, then fell off because of injuries and COVID testing. Then they get Cincinnati, and then they get Virginia Tech, who is, I think, still a dumpster. I think they were not good this year. I don't think. Uh, Virginia Tech finished five and six, so not great. Then they get, then they go on this ridiculous stretch: USC, North Carolina, if they bring back Sam Howell as a national championship contender, Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Stanford. Okay, so I wrote down some of these. In that, there are three legitimate, like, we can lose these games, and then three more of them that will be, these are close. So, yes. Wisconsin, because of the revenge game factor. That's yes. going to be super fun. That's going to be close. Um, that's going to be a fun one, yep. Cincinnati is going to be great. Cincinnati brings everybody back next year. And everybody, and yes. the only way the only way that Cincinnati can get worse is if Notre Dame steals their defensive coordinator, which has been rumored, but I don't know if they're actually going to whispers, whispers. Uh, and then North Carolina, because you and I are both in the same boat that they are about to be a powerhouse. Legitimately, if North Carolina brings back Sam Howell next year, if they find a way to do it, they're they are a national championship contender just based on how they played against Texas A&M, and that score does not at all rel- show what the hell happened in that game. No, it didn't. And let's we talked about this over the phone. I need to get this out on the airwaves. And I have I have my screenshots here. So let me let me pull them up here. But North Carolina has three, count them, three players that all had over a thousand yards on the season last year. Yep. Um Dami Brown, Michael Carter, Javante Williams. One with yep. over a thousand, one with over twelve hundred, one that was about to hit fifteen hundred, and have twenty-two, and he had twenty-two touchdowns. Yep. Let's get something straight here. If two out of those three guys were playing, they would have won that game. Yep. Because the garbage time touchdown not only cost the die from going ten and two right now. He's not butthurt at all about it. <laughs> I was so butthurt about that. Oh, I'm still living about that one. That's like a bet. That's that's my version of a bad beat. Also, shout out to uh, Stanford Steve and SVP for putting together not only just like the bad beats of the week or the month, but they did the entire year. Fantastic yep. video, awesome video. Um, also, shout out to the production team that puts those together. Um, No, that was my bad beat, but I'll live with it because it was it was reasonable. Yeah, the scoreboard doesn't say anything because, yeah, it, 
If you watched it, you know what we're talking about. My brain can't put it into words, but there it is. For Notre Dame next season, my 50-50 games, and these aren't really that 50-50, I've got USC and Stanford simply because of the rivalry factor. I mean, Notre Dame has a better rivalry with both of those teams right now than Ohio State does with Michigan. Um, I'm curious how USC does next year. I think that they can be very good, but they also can be like very mediocre, which they were this year. I'm very they skeptical. They went five and one, but they did not look good in any of those games. I, I'm just skeptical um, with a team that almost pretty much took a year off. Yeah. And then um, my my third one I, before you get there is Navy, and that's because it's just Navy. Other than that, you. Cake, yep. just normal cakewalk of a season. I agree with that one. Navy, Navy is a tough one because you don't get a bye week before that. You're coming off North Carolina, which either will be a massive win or a massive loss, and then you get Virginia next week in, in Ooh, Virginia. Ooh, okay. And you know what? See, I'm really appreciative that you did that because I didn't even – I was just going on based off my brain. I wasn't even, you know, kind of going off of, uh, um, you know, like the, this is, this the is schedule like What said. I said was their schedule next year. They started Florida no, State. Toledo, Purdue. They play Wisconsin and Cincinnati back-to-back weeks. Ooh. Virginia, they get a bye between Virginia Tech and USC. Then they go USC, North Carolina, Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford. There's no buys after that. Okay. And that's why so um, the, the schedule in order helps because I <laughs> you're going to be mad at me for this, but I lost money on it. That There was, there was the stat that came out that I loved. Um, that it was the last time that Notre Dame beat a number one seed. It was a long time ago. But um, I know, I know. No the, worries. I the know. week after it, they played Boston College and were upset in that next game. And the same thing happened last season to where they beat Clemson, so they upset a number one seed. Yep. <laughs> And then they played Boston College the next week, and I was like, Boston College spread. This one's easy money. And then they got absolutely smoked. Smoked. <laughs> yep. Boston College held on for about all of three and a half minutes. <laughs> they were there for about the first quarter. Oh, no, that, that shit's so funny to me. Also, while I'm thinking of it, because my brain is in this weird kind of flowy mood, um, yep. it's it's bittersweet that Alex Smith got this um, got his um, brace trophy. Did you see that? What his wife did for him? Amazing. No. Um, his wife took his leg brace and had an artist. Put it into a Lombardi trophy. <laughs> it looks like eerily accurate to a Lombardi. Like, so accurate. And it's only using his brace pieces, nothing else from his leg. And it's bittersweet right. because it's an incredible gift. It it looks amazing, but he'll never have the real thing. It's fair. That's fair. It hurts. It hurts because he's also just hurts. such a good dude. And even nowadays, when I see him getting tackled at the legs, I'm like, ooh, ooh. It still gets to me. Yep. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I'll ever get over that. 
I don't think I will. And he will be playing on Saturday. Or, yes, Saturday, correct? Yes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Is Alex Smith older than Tom Brady? Probably. Let's, let's figure this out. All right, what are some of your big things that you need to be or that you want us to be thinking about for Monday? He's 36, so no. Oh. I don't know. Why did I say yes? He, I don't know. He looks old. He does. Uh, my biggest thing for Monday, my biggest takeaway for Monday um, is going to be quarterback play. How healthy is Justin Fields? Because Justin Fields' health to me is everything in this game for Ohio State. I know that their defense looked really good against Clemson. I don't know how they're going to do against this Alabama passing attack, but this, the under over in this game is set at 74 and a half for a reason. So to me, if Justin Fields is healthy, he can turn it into a track race. Alabama has won all of the track races this year, but they can at least turn it into a track race. Yes. So that's my answer. Um, I think eight is a little too rich for me. I think Alabama wins the game, but I think Ohio State spread's going to cover. I like Alabama money line, and I like the under. You take these money line things like too religiously. Because I agree. Down, like, I agree with you. I know, but how much do you put down? Uh, I only do them in like parlays. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Because if you put down like fifteen bucks, you're only winning five. Yeah, no, I had. There, That's not fun. Um, one of my um, shout out to Daniel. Uh, he put down fifty bucks on Alabama last weekend. Yeah, and guess how much it won him? It won him fifty cents. Four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that stuff is hilarious to me. Like all he could do is go by a four for four from Wendy's with that. Seriously, I agree with you. I also. I loved I loved the memes about uh, the COVID ribs that came out a couple days ago um, yes. about pushing back the national championship. Um, think think everybody put the cart in front of the horse on that one because I don't know any university and especially at this high level that would want to make this up for that reason, like. The stakes are way too high to be making up COVID as an yeah. issue. Yep, um, I agree with that. I think that they can come up with other things if they need to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that uh, – because it's also asking for more problems. Yes. That's going to mean – you know, it's going to mean increased testing. It's going to mean increased contact tracing. So uh, I think that those rumors are are bad – you know, if, if they're if somebody tried to you know spread them to like move the game, I, I think that it would have done a lot more harm than good for Ohio State because you know maybe Justin Fields would have been able to play, but then who else would have been out? We don't know. True. And also, I find it very odd, and we we didn't see this at all until, um, until we've gotten to these last three games of the season here. Um, and even some bowl games. But when you play a team out of your conference, it really it really goes to show the differences in testing requirements. Yes. 
So Ohio State was getting tested the morning of their bowl game, whereas um, Clemson, I think it was two or three days ago, was their final test. No, it has to be closer than that. Because I, I, I don't know why I heard Wednesday night was their last test. Maybe it was their last test before leaving, because I feel like everybody in the CFP has to get tested morning of. Okay. And, and it was it, you're you're I'm I'm gonna lean on you being right here because you and you know a little bit more here, um, but even just quantity of testing alone. I'm not saying yeah, it puts different. them at a. I'm not saying it puts them at a disadvantage, but it kind of does. Kind of does. I I don't know. I like being safe. As a Browns fan, maybe I don't like being safe. I don't know. Whatever. We're here. We are here. Um, but we've got so much too. A lot of a lot of NFL coaches lost their jobs. Uh, yeah. That's um. That's three before the season ended. Three once the season ended, and I I think we might see one more. You you uh NFL jobs? You think we're gonna see one more? So it, during the season, we saw Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, Dan Quinn get axed. Yep. Um, after the season, we saw Anthony Lynn. Um, we saw Adam, Adam Gase. Uh, we saw Doug Marone. Get Adam Gase is really mid game. <laughs> just, just, just be honest. You think you think so? Yeah, he had to have been. Like, there's no way he wasn't. <laughs> like, no chance. Well, then I'll move him to the other list. Um, and then I think we can get into this here now. It's got to be Peterson. I think if he wasn't fired on Wednesday, he's not going to get fired. I mean, holy shit! And I'm. I, I, that's my that's my honest opinion. If he wasn't fired on Wednesday, he's not going to get fired. It's crazy that we hold teams to like different. Um, now, granted, a lot happened on Wednesday. A lot. <laughs> that took on Wednesday. that took a lot of our attention elsewhere. But I what, think you, that if there was ever a perfect time for a news dump, I was just. I, I and I wonder if that would have been Twitter perfect. account that knows about news dumps. And they didn't do it, so that's my that's my thing. That's so and, I don't think that, I don't think they're going to fire. Him. Man, that's uh, players just, are going to be hurting. Players are going to be hurting, especially the most important one, Fletcher yeah. Cox. Yeah. Okay, so I think we held teams to double standards here because we were we were laughing and we were joking around and we were making fun about the Jets' literal tanking, um, and we saw it happen in the Raiders game. I think the Raiders game was a solid example of that hashtag Doctor Heat. And then I don't even know if we necessarily saw it in the Eagles game, but I'm like 95% sure we did. Um, and yet we, we, we assume that that's like bad now. So we either have to say it's all bad or we're okay. can make fun of all of it. Giants fans are mad because they won six games and still wanted to be in the playoffs. I have no sympathy for Giants fans whatsoever. You know who I do have sympathy for? Dolphins fans. They won 10 damn games and didn't get into the playoffs. Whereas you have the 500 Bears running around and the 7-win Washington football team running around getting in the playoffs. Terrible. But it's neither here nor there. I just don't think we can tank shame somebody and then laugh about tanking with another one. We got we to gotta do 
we got to be even with it all across the board. I just, I personally love this conversation um, just because I understand where Giants, Giants fans are coming from. That might be the only one, and that's fine. But looking at it, you know, in a bigger picture that I am able to because my Patriots have been out forever. Um, if this was me and this was the Dolphins and the Bills, right? Like, say the the Patriots were playing the Dolphins and the Bills were playing the Jets. Yep. And the Bills won and – or, yeah, you know where I'm going with this. I know it, where you're going it, with it. If it if it was the same thing, I'd be pissed, right? And everyone would be like, "Oh, Crimey River Patriots fans, like you guys have been in the play, playoffs forever, right?" But if it was like your Browns, the entire internet would explode. It's like, "Oh, here comes the bad luck Browns again." Accurate. And so it, it's one of those things where it's like I I understand both sides of the coin. I do. Um. I mean, six. So games. I'm not going to admonish anybody for it. I'm just going to say that what happens in week 17 is much different than what happens in week 10. And they, if it, this had happened in week 10, I think that Peterson would have been fired after the season. When you can't even beat the Cowboys week 17. Come on, Giants. It, that's all I'm saying is that it, week 17 is much different than week 10. And if this had happened during like the middle of the regular season, I think there would be a much bigger uproar than what we saw. Now, granted, you're right. Six wins is six wins. And if you're mad about the division, you need to win more. I completely agree with that. And it, it's, it's absolutely true. But it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to admonish a team for being upset about it because if this was my team or if this was any other team, that you support, you would feel the same way. You wouldn't have the same rationale of, oh, well, if you won more than six games, you would have made the playoffs. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, of course we wanted to win more games. We just didn't. But an opportunity for us to win to win more than – to get into the playoffs presented itself, and then it was taken away because they stopped giving a, giving a you-know-what. And, th- so. and that that makes a little bit more sense. I mean, you're always you, it, it's not blinded by fandom, but you're passionate, and you know it's it's kind of like what they say: like when you get in the playoffs, you know all bets are off. Like we've seen wild card teams plenty of times from the MLB go on and win the World Series, so yeah. it's not unprecedented for this to happen. Um, no. I do think that the Washington Football Team is a much more well-rounded team. Than the Giants are. Oh, I agree with that. I, I think that there are a a wide variety of reasons why the Washington football team making the playoffs over the Giants is a much better thing for the for the playoffs. And and, and I, I, I you know I, I can say that with total confidence. But it's one of those things where it's like I'm not going to get mad at a fan base for being upset about it when if it, I was in my sh- when if it was in my shoes I would be in the same boat that they are in. So. That's kind of the issue that I've had with with this. Makes sense. Backlash that people at. have had because if the roles were reversed, you'd be in the same boat, and players would be in the same boat, and all of this stuff. So that's why I haven't had a problem with it. Granted, the argument of saying win more than six games is valid. It's incredibly valid. I'm, that doesn't bother me. Like, of course they should have won more than six games, but you know, just just yelling at them and being mad about mad at them for. Um, you know, something happened that was out of their control, I think is a little is a little much. 
I'm going to need you to, before I bring up my last point, I'm going to need you to go on a Dayton basketball rant for like 30 seconds. I'm sorry, what? Can you? I, I want you to get your anger out on the Dayton basketball team. Oh, I gave up on this team like a couple weeks ago. Okay. To, be, being totally transparent, like the fact that this team has been horrendous in general is hilarious to me. Um, this team is three and five against the spread. Their unders have hit in every single game except for one. And they lost to Fordham. So I knew that this season was going to be an issue for Dayton. They were going to be better next year. I didn't realize it was going to be this big of an issue. So I'm kind of just washing my hands of this, throwing the bowl away, just shooing the bowl away from me and just, you know, walking in a different direction. No rant, no nothing. Just we, we're wasting, we're wasting uh, precious, we're wasting, we're just wasting precious years that don't count at the end of the day. So hypothetically, we could just bring everybody back and this won't be an issue. Wasting precious years? Are you J.J. Watt now? Yeah. 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 If the Texans are willing to have a fire sale to change gears again, the Texans are willing to have a fire sale. I think the Browns should be willing to put up some Wait, money. Wait, can, can we just pump the brakes for 30 seconds? Eric Mangini has a hot take that I am thoroughly on board with and need it to be real. Sorry, I need you to respect Coach by calling him Mangenius. No. <laughs> I respect you not respecting him. <laughs> Nick Casario was hired by the Texans to be the GM. Nick Casario worked in New England. Eric Mangini believes that the new Texans head coach will be Josh McDaniels. Now, naturally, who do you think McDaniels would hire as a defensive coordinator? I don't know. I'm just kind of assuming that he'll accept the job and then go back to Bill a couple weeks later. Valid. That is valid. I like that joke. That's valid. <laughs> I I am friends with a decent amount of Colts fans, and they I think they hate him more than they hate Belichick. See, I don't know Seriously why they're mad do. still. See, that's my thing. I don't know why they're mad. They would not be this good with Josh McDaniels, and that's just my personal opinion. I and and like that should they should be like thank you, Josh McDaniels, for being so stupid. They got like, very. I don't think lucky is the I don't right know why term. They're mad. I, I I don't think lucky is the right term, but um, I I don't think that many teams would have had that same situation and then lucked into Frank Reich. I agree with that. But so continue, please. <clears throat> the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinators that Eric Mangini has named are is is truly the gift that keeps on giving. Can I guess? Yes. Jay Gruden. No. Rex Ryan. No, but you're in the right area. Rob Ryan. No. <laughs> okay, go. The area that I was specifically referring to was former coaches of the New York Jets. Ooh. And that would be Adam Gase. And the defensive coordinator. Don't fake drum don't roll. Don't say it. Don't say it. Fake drum roll. The rocket scientist. <laughs> I love it so much. With top defensive assistant Romeo Cornell still there. Ooh. 
So the New England Patriots of the South continue to be the New England Patriots of the South in this scenario that Eric Mangini has just labeled. Um, sign, period, me, period, up, period. Yeah, why not? I'm going to just rub my hands and just get ready and just look at it like I'm looking at a rack of ribs. Just can't wait to devour this. Yeah, I'm uh, – I think that we need not just hard knocks on them, right? If that were it, – it, let's, let's say dream scenario. This happens, right? I want hard knocks there first. And then I also want just a reality show throughout the season to be there also. So let me ask this question. If you're Deshaun Watson, do you request a trade? Are you saying if this happens? Yes. I'm saying without this happening, it's very possible. I think that if this if this happens, he absolutely is going to request a trade. Maybe if one of them happens? I mean, just like one of those pieces? Yeah. I'd still be saying the same thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that Bill O'Brien had committed a team that you know, could have been in the playoffs to tanking when they didn't need to. Um, and it, you know, J.J. Watt, of course, was like saying it to say it, but he's not wrong that they wasted a year of Deshaun. Yeah, they absolutely did. So, uh, okay, if, you, if you're if you Deshaun, I mean, you're demanding a trade, but this isn't the NBA where you're going to say like, oh, I want to go here, I want to go there. Who gets you? Washington? Yep. Chicago? Yep. Um, Las Vegas? I'd get rid of Derek Carr so quickly. It wouldn't it be funny. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be, he, he would be serving hot dogs next season. Yeah. I think that Deshaun Watson's an amazing talent, easily in the top half of the quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think a lot of people, when he's healthy, would put him top seven, top eight as well. I'm not going to yep. disagree with that. I don't have the paper. I don't have the documents in front of me, so I don't know. But I'm definitely not going to deny it. So he's worth a lot of capital. And for a team that's tanking, what else do you want? You want to pretend to be Danny Ainge and collect capital. Yeah. And then that it. If Deshaun's gone and I'm JJ, I'm like, I'm getting the hell out of here, too. Then he can come to Cleveland. <laughs> I think he's gettable. I think he's gettable. Because he's he's technically, like, he's very, very good. But he's not putting up the numbers that his brothers are now. Or brother is now. So, I think I, he's gettable. Look, I I think that that organization loves him enough that he's going to go wherever he wants to go, and I believe he wants to play with his brothers. Oh, my God. He better not. He better not. So I would, if I were you. Dude, he better not. If that trade happens, I would just switch divisions and just become Uh, a fan of someone in the the NFC North. I'm not really that worried about Derek, 
But just for just for a year. I don't think JJ is going to last more than five, more than two years. So just just for a year. That's what I'd say. Just just switch to being a he, Colts fan. He does a lot Not of charity fan, work with Miles Garrett. Just switch to being a Lions fan. Oh, okay. Lions have some Lions. Lions have some up coming in them. They could hire somebody good at offensive at, at coach. Um. Or I'm, better yet, just become a fan of whoever hires Marvin Lewis. Oh man, uh, I'm happy that you really brought up the Lions because they totally slipped my mind. Um, because they like they weren't even on the red zone at all last weekend. They were just forgotten. It's because they they were playing in a game that absolutely did not matter. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And what the hell was that call? And you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Do I? The very like second to last play of the game. In the Lions game? Yes, the Kirk that would Cousins me sack. Watching the Lions game. Oh, I'd seen it circulated on Twitter so many times it made my head bleed. Um, mm, no. Kirk Cousins. I was, too busy. I was too busy, too busy enjoying the fact that I was watching a Week 17 game. I didn't have to stress out about. Yeah, you and your six rings. Okay, um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins gets sacked. And it was beautiful. It was clean. Then they throw the flag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roughing the passer. passer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was not roughing the passer. No. Not even close. Got it. Now I know what you're you're talking about. And I don't think it mattered. Like, Like, you're exactly right. The game didn't matter. And, I mean, Lions fans were understandably up in arms. But you didn't lose draft capital. true also i need to get your opinion on this because we haven't talked about this anywhere else yet mm-hmm. this came out of maybe like three maybe four days ago it was kind of overshadowed by the nfl week 17 mm-hmm. voting took place for the major league baseball hall of fame pretty incredible like pretty important thing to be happening um, there was, I, I don't even know his name. I don't need to know his name. I don't want to know his name. It was his first year being able to submit a ballot. It's a pretty big deal in a journalist's life, I would feel like. If you've yeah. worked that hard, that the committee selects you to be able to say, hey, you're smart enough, you're knowledgeable enough to be able to select who goes into this illustrious group of people, it's a huge honor. And he turned in a blank ballot. Yeah. I mean, can you take a situation that has nothing to do with you and try to make it all about you more than that right there? That was so selfish because he knew he was going to do that. That's... uh, Dance the I'm going to be sh- honest with you. I'm actually okay with it. I'm so not okay with it. If I'm the MLB, I'm like, you're never voting again. You're never even, like, allowed to attend a baseball game again. Like, this is disgusting. I'm, I mean, who in this class are you really going to vote for, though? I, I didn't even get a full look at the ballot. So let me let me, let me look Bar- at it. Hold on. I'll do it for you. I have it up. Barry, Bobby Abreu. I, I need to look at the full – because you're only allowed to vote for, what, six? I- uh, you're only allowed to vote. No, you can vote for ten. The max you can vote for is ten. Ten out of what? Thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two. Mm, that sounds about right. 
Why am I not seeing a full battle? 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. 25 guys. Okay. Ready? I'll run through the list with you. I have, I have it right in front of me. Okay? I also have him in front of me, too. Okay. Okay. I'm not voting for Bobby Abreu. Okay. Barry Bonds is always going to be controversial. Always getting my vote, 10,000%. Okay. I'd be voting for him even before. Um, if he was only in the 500 club, he'd be getting my vote, let alone the 700 club. Yeah, I'm just saying that he's going to be controversial. I get it. Always. Oh, we've got it. You want to talk about a controversial list. We have more. There's more. Trust me. There's more. <laughs> Mark Burley, if he didn't have a no-hitter, he wouldn't be on this list. Hot take. That's fine. Don't know why Bart AJ Burnett's on this list. Not a clue. Are we looking? I don't think we're looking at the same list. We're not. Mine says 2020 Baseball Hall of Fame ballot at the top. This is 2021. Shit. Now I've got it. Sorry. Both of those guys were in their first year, so it didn't matter. Roger Clemens. Okay. Always controversial. Can see people not voting for him. Can see people voting for him. Michael Kadire, no. Dan Heron, love the guy on Twitter, no. I mean, what? Troy Hawkins, I would actually vote for. You gave you gave a hot take about Mark Burley, but Dan Heron had a uh, was it a perfect game, and that's it. I think so. Yeah. Latroy Hawkins, I would vote for, and it's just but because I'm annoying. Todd Helton, I would vote for. And the only reason why I would vote for Latroy Hawkins is because he played for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven different MLB franchises. It's what we call a journeyman in the business. It's true. Uh, Todd Helton, I would not vote for. Okay. Uh, Tim Hudson, I would not vote for. Tory Hunter. I'd maybe vote for on the second ballot. Tory Hunter, I would have to do um, more of like a numbers crunch and comparison mm-hmm. to people that were also in his, um, that were there during his time as well. Yep. But he he was extremely name popular. I just don't know how numbers popular he was. Uh, Andrew Jones, maybe. Love it. Give me second. Jeff Kent, probably not. Jeff Bagwell. Uh, Andy Pettit, no. Okay. Aramis Ramirez, no. I just love pissing off Yankee fans. Oh my god. Uh, same. Uh, Manny Ramirez, no. That's coming from me. I was about to say all. Personally, I don't even think ba- I, I don't even think Manny Ramirez should be on the ballot because he's still playing baseball. That's a hot take. I don't care. Scott Rowland. I will be voting for Scott Rowland. Okay. Um, Kurt Schilling. Uh, this is. I want you. People to, have been voting no for him based on his Twitter. based on his post baseball life, and I understand why. I also understand, but it's not like OJ. Like mm, just be, no, but just because some would argue that it might be worse. He, well, he's not a good person. I think we can no. agree on that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm. He bankrupted an entire state. No. <laughs> He's not a good person. Well, I'm, I, I'd i let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. 
I would too, but like he gambled on baseball. He didn't bankrupt an entire state and now is running a radio show that just spews nonsense. Is he on OAN? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Holy shit, I just guessed that. I just I, I just believe, guessed the dumb one. I believe he's on oh, OAN. Yes. I believe. Okay. Continue. Um but he does dumb things all the time. Anyway. Um Gary Sheffield 100% mm, You want to know why? Can, that I'm warming up to that He and I, I have the same birthday to. He's 100% getting in Okay <laughs> But also Sammy I, Sosa is a yes for me But I wouldn't vote I would Just for the sake of being an argumentist I wouldn't vote for him of Okay Understanding why this person put zero bo- Had zero votes I can understand why he didn't vote for Sammy Sosa Okay Nick Swisher No Shane Victorino, love the guy in Boston. No. Omar Vizcal is an interesting choice. I don't know why he didn't vote for him. Billy Wagner, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Billy Wagner has no business being on his fifth ballot. <laughs> absolutely none. How is this guy honestly on his fifth ballot? I, how many do you get? Nine, ten? You get ten. Okay. He had seven All-Star games? Oh, my goodness. That's how he did it. And he pitched in a combined no-hitter. All right. All right. I can see it now. My answer still no. And then Barry Zito, no. So I can see it. I, there's an argument to be made why he left the entire ballot blank. And the argument's poor. Mm, that's fair. But, you know, I'm seeing twos and I'm seeing threes. So it's, you know. Oh, there's multiple zeros. Oh, you ready for this? There's multiple zeros. Dude. But it could is, be because they haven't nuts. they haven't made it public. That what, could be also a thing. What do you mean? But there's multiple zeros. People that haven't um people that have gotten no votes thus far, is that what you mean? Like people who have released their ballot and said they're not voting for anybody. Mm. Cloud based chasers. on based on how this looks. I, I don't know if they are um I don't know if they're actually uh, released, but these are in alphabet. Like whatever the list is in alphabetical order, I'm seeing multiple no votes, and I get the argument for it. Oh yeah, these were all publicly released. I can see it. I'm. 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 There's multiple here. I'm okay with that. If I'm Scott Rowland, I'm offended. If he was first, I if he was the only one, I would I would see the argument for hate. But there's multiple here. I'm okay with it. I didn't know that. I'm still hating. That's fair. Because I, has it has the committee themselves have they have they made it like a morality check or is it the journalist deciding that we need to be taking morality into this? Um, I think it's journalists deciding that we need to take morality into this. Okay. I don't know. Like, I think that's, I think that's why, like, Sosa's not on, Sosa's not getting votes. Um, Clemens isn't getting votes. Pettit isn't getting votes. Like, I, I think that's why is because people are starting to take morality into the conversation. Schilling is so close to getting in, it's actually kind of funny. It would be uh, his acceptance speech would be all time. His, I don't even wanna. Yeah, you, you know, you know exactly that he he he'd be preparing it like a Comedy Central roast. Yes. So, 
he has nobody right now has the threshold needed. A guy that I want to vote for, a guy that I really, really, really want to vote for, and I haven't done the numbers yet, so I could be so out of base. I want to vote for Omar Vizquel. I do. Good ass dude. But maybe he's surprised just, that he hasn't gotten most more votes. Maybe he just doesn't have the stats. I don't know. But he's like one of those guys when you were like coming up, you could always count on him to be like playing. I don't know. I think it's because he wasn't. He. I mean, he's an eleven-time Gold Glove winner. Um, That's incredible. That's not easy. I mean, I know they give out a lot of gold gloves, but you actually have to do something to get it. Um, Sometimes. Yeah, no, I think it's because he was an 11-time gold glove winner and he's a three-time All-Star. I think that's it, right? Like, we talked about with Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner's like a over 10-time All-Star. The scale was three. Now, granted, he got him in 98, 99, and 2002, and then after that it was you had Derek Jeter, A-Rod, and you know, whoever else was in. I've heard those guys, those guys were good. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I heard those guys were good, too. So. Can we, you know what? I'm going to change my mind here, and you're oh going to disagree with me. Oh, boy. This is Baseball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. not MLB Hall of Fame. Correct. So you now know where I'm going with this, probably. Probably. Open the door for Manny. Open it up, baby. I look, open it I've, up. I, see, that's why I said I don't think Manny should be on the ballot because Manny is still currently playing baseball for absolutely no reason at all. Well, and that's I I given that I totally agree with you because that's the way it is with basketball. There's a basketball Hall of Fame, and it's not just the NBA Hall of Fame. Like they take in the Euro League, like they take like they take a lot like, into who is, consideration. Who is a Hall of Fame coach that just came out of retirement and they're like all pissed about it? Who? What, what sport? Uh, I don't know. It sure as shit is not Bobby Petrino. Oh, you know what? I think it's Tony La Russa. Well, I think people were more mad about the DUI thing. <laughs> the multiple That's DUIs fair. thing. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, it's difficult, though, because these guys putting in a zero on their ballot, it hurts the percentages. A yes. lot, a lot. Yes, I agree with that. Um, and it opens the door a little bit for some of these guys to get in. Yep. Because, okay, let's say we have 100 people and 10 of them drop out. Well, you're automatically not drop out, but they turn in a blank ballot. So there, you're not – the field doesn't shrink. Yep. It's not like your percentage change. Like they don't grade on a curve here. It still has to come in and exceed the percentages, even with all of those 10 people being out. So for those controversial guys, it makes it more difficult. But I think for some of the other guys, it might make it easier because you might have a lot of these like ballot guys look and be like, well, you know, there's Scott Rowland. I could, see, I could see Scott Rowland walking in to this one. Probably. I can see that too. But that's only because like it – I don't know the the thresholds are so weird, and that I, I'm intrigued to see. It and I'm I'm I am disappointed to hear that like so many blind ballots are coming in. I hate that shit. Um, I would rather like let's have a discussion about it. But who knows? Who knows? 
I'm so glad we talked about this because this this was necessary. Yeah. I mean, look, anytime that we have a chance to just rip Kurt Schilling, and we both love Kurt Schilling for what he did in 04, any chance I have to rip Kurt Schilling, I'm going to take it. Yeah, on the mound. On the mound. Let's. Yeah. We love what he did on the field. Right off the field, eh. eh. Just do less, bud. Do, do what, less. Um, I, how many is it a few weeks from now that we get hockey back? Maybe one week? Or is it next week? Uh, yeah. I think it's next week. What do you think about the, uh, you know, NBA is about to do this too, um, but a lot of people are like mad about the conferences being sponsored. I love it. Okay, I'm in the minority. It's here. money. I absolutely it's money. love it. I don't. I don't care. I don't care that no one else likes it. I love that they're going to sponsor the conferences this year. I mean, I don't love this it. way. You're going to understand what each conference is, and there's no dispute about it, right? Because it's going to be one of those things where it's like you're going to look at all the conferences and be like. Oh, yeah, that makes sense for them being there. Well, the only one that makes sense is, like, Scotia. Unless their headquarters are somewhere else. But, like, Discover's across the country. They're just in the central. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like you're going to look at that list and be like, all right, this makes sense. List of what? The the con- What the conference's names are. Oh. I'm talking about the sponsors. Right, right, right. right. Are but, you, does, are but, you, they're, but they changed the conference's names to be the sponsors. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, sorry, sorry. That's I what was I'm behind. Saying. I was behind. You're right. So um, I'm trying to – I'm pulling it up uh, before I'm too late here. Um, and that's okay. Uh, the Canadian one's Scotia. That's all I know. Yes, so it's like that, right? Like that makes sense because then you can pick out, you know – what conference is where? Um, and people acting like they give a shit what a conference name is. Come on. No one cares. But, okay, so it's like the West is Honda. That makes sense because the Anaheim Ducks are in the Honda Center, right? That makes total sense. Canada's Scotiabank because it's obviously Scotiabank's only really available in Canada. Super Canadian. Um, this is Mass Mutual. I feel like that needs just doesn't need to be explained any further. Yeah. The Central's Discover. That's fine. Discover's a big sponsor of the NHL. Have at it. Yeah, I know I don't mind at all. And uh, the this is a way for the NHL to cut uh cut some of their losses from last season. They're gonna get they're gonna get hammered this year, and it's just because no one's going to the games. They're gonna get absolutely hammered. It's gonna be a bloodbath. So this is the, so you're right. This is their way of combating that. And I fully appreciate it. I'm fully on board with it. Yeah. Bring it on. I don't really care. Like you love it. I'm just more like indifferent. It it, it means it, it doesn't mean anything. I guess I'd rather I, I don't know if I'd rather say that than you know whatever. But it yeah. It's just how I'm, it al- is. I'm also in the boat that like I don't really love the jersey patches that like the um that they did on um NBA. No, that they did at the um um whatever you call it. The um the World Juniors that happened over the weekend, like the big Chipotle patches that they had. I'm not a big fan of those. I've never okay. been a big fan of those. So if this is like a way to not have those ugly ass patches on jerseys, I'm all in on. All in. Well, and uh, one thing that I also know that you're super in on is, haven't there been rumors or is it confirmed that we're getting NHL games at Lake Placid? 
I believe we're getting it at Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, okay. okay. Um, or is it Lake Tahoe? It's Lake. It's Lake Tahoe. Okay, sorry, that's on me. No, you're fine. You're fine. It's Lake Tahoe. It's um. It's going to be the Bruins and the Flyers, and then it's going to be the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. When it sucks that the Winter Classic was already postponed. Yes, it would have happened six days ago. Yep. And the outdoor games were canceled, and All Star Weekend was canceled. I mean, is the NHL now having a problem? With what? With the Coco? Because I didn't think they were allowing fans anyway. I don't think that they're having a problem with the Coco. I think they're just doing a shortened season this year to not have it go forever. Okay. Right? They don't want to really go into the summer because then if things are 100% next year, yeah, it'll be a quick turnaround, but it'll be like, you know, they can at least go full, like, you know, maybe they go 60 games instead of a full 82. Oh, that makes sense. I get you. Right. I get and you. they can start they can start relatively on time rather than pushing it out even further or pushing it out down you know what I mean? Totally get it. Totally get it. Um, plus the NHL this year is doing really back to backs like the entire time. Like if you notice like the first month of the season, it's mostly back at back to backs. Like they're gonna play I'm looking at the Bruins schedule specifically, but they're going to play New Jersey twice, the Flyers twice, the Penguins twice, the Capitals twice, all within the span of a month, 15 days. So when you say back-to-backs, you mean the same team back-to-back? The same team two days in a row, or the same team either two days in a row or it's like Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, that kind of a thing. To me, that makes perfect logistical sense. Yes. Cut down, cuts down on travel. It cuts mm-hmm. down on a couple other things. Yep. So I'm I'm a fan of it. Oh, I I, I do not mind either. So, um, we'll we'll see. Um, there are also rumors now of um, which I I don't think would be a smart move, but there are rumors about uh, Daryl Bevel staying at Detroit. So he was their interim for the end of the year. I don't think I'm entirely against it because they actually played well with Bevel. I think they just need uh, a better defensive coordinator. And if the rumor that they're losing their special teams coordinator is true, I think that makes sense because they really like their special teams coordinator. We shall see. Um, yeah, I, I think we covered everything. Because um, I actually had a shit ton of stuff written down, but I have nothing. I have nothing new right now. <sighs> um, yeah, I'm checking. I actually wrote notes, like a human for once. I think I wrote notes too. Um, oh, quick thought on the um, hiring of uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. Your thoughts or my thoughts? Your thoughts. Uh, I think that they are. They are going, your football team. It's. They are going to need to hire another person. I don't know what you pay him, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. I don't know. Follow him. Don't let him get too drunk. Other than that, I'll live. So, um, I've got low hopes. Low hopes. I've been I've been too 
I mean, I, I got my hopes high for Charlie Strong, got him high for Tom Herman. So not going to let this one get to me. I'm keeping the bar low. Um, I think this was a season to actually do something, and having three losses is disgusting. So hopes are super low, uh, bars low for him to climb. And as long as he realizes that not everybody gets second chances, then maybe he won't screw this one up. Yeah, maybe. So track record, not good of being at the helm track record of being an assistant. Very good. Yeah. Disagree. Agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. I, th- I look, I think, I think, he, I think he'll do well. Um, I think he will do very, very well in, in my opinion. Well, their big problem is that they're losing the recruiting battle in their own state. That shit can't happen. Uh, true. That's the problem. I mean, I, you, you cannot be losing to Texas Tech in a recruiting battle. That's or, no, sorry, A and M. My bad, my bad. You cannot be losing to A and M in a recruiting battle. Should never happen. What Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. I get they're going to take some Texas guys. There's a lot of guys in Texas. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have to go and recruit in Florida. You have to go and recruit in Georgia. You have to climb some of those back. Um, I don't know. And if I'm if I'm one of these guys, I don't know if I want to play at Texas right now. They've shown me no reason why I would want to. I think if I, uh, I think if I uh, was a quarterback, I'd want to play at Texas. Well, there is an open spot right now. I think if I was a quarterback, I'd want to play at Texas. Based on how Sark has done the last couple of years with these guys, I would want to play at Texas. I think the job that he did with Mac Jones was the most impressive thing he's done. Uh, wait, wait a second. Do you know who his real name is? Uh, isn't it Matt? Michael McCorkle Jones. Mac Jones? Yes. That's why his name is Matt, because it's McCorkle. That's not a, that's not an NFL name. <laughs> Doesn't, does not pass my eye test. Okay. You ever look at a guy and you're like, that's a good, that's a good, uh, it's a good football name. Like Jimbo Fisher, great football name. Yeah. You you just, you just have those sometimes, Gus Duggerton. Yeah, you know what his great football name. real. You know what Jimbo's real name is though. Not Jimbo. No. I have no idea what his real name is. I just know it's John fake. James. JJ. J- JJ. Mm, I don't know if I like that one. Exactly. It doesn't sit right. Now it's not sitting right. Mm-hmm. Damn it! Damn it! You did this to me. Yep, I did. I respect I that. I respect that. I know. I'm I'm an anarchist. I I'm all in on that. Okay. Any parting words? Because we've got wild card weekend. We have got national championship, hopefully, on Monday. We already know what you're thinking for Monday. Any any things that you're super excited for on Sunday and Saturday before we get like out of I, here. I, I know I know I went on a big I went I know I went on a big under thing at the beginning of this podcast um but if there was ever a time to to either fade me or follow me I think this is this is the time because it's under overs are going to be very profitable this weekend I believe fade Matt follow the die baby it's true trust the die 